0: Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm in the studio with you today to talk about everything writing and storytelling. And today we're, we're talking about claiming that your book is how you are creating a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. When you decide you are ready to write your book. That's exactly what you're doing. You are creating a masterpiece. Now that might sound a little bit intimidating, if not downright scary, but I want to, I want to share with you throughout our show today that there are millions, millions of books that lived for decades and centuries beyond the authors who created them. And they didn't know that was going to happen. But what they did in the present moment was they put their heart and their soul into writing that book and they created a masterpiece. No reason why you can't. As your writing coach, I would love to help you take this on. I happen to be very, very skilled at helping people go from a thought about a book to a finished manuscript. It's what I love to do. I am based in the Seattle, Washington area, and thanks to a pandemic that we're all trying to forget about, I created some online ways to help you and I connect and write your book. I also have some ways that you can come here to Northeast Seattle, where I'm having a what- did you say luxury writer's retreat? Oh, oh, I have been dreaming this up for literally 21 years. I'm not kidding. This started in a graduate program that I was taking at Antioch University, where the teacher said, You now have to take a huge piece of poster board or something of your liking and create the career you most want to create. And he had a lot of rules, like it, it can't be something where you, you need to first think about where you're going to get the money for this, or where you're going to get the time, or how you're going to juggle family and business. He, he made it very clear this is to be a big, bold dream, something you really, really want. You could think of it as like your masterpiece. Well, I took this very seriously. And I went to my mother's house, probably the most creative woman I know, and we got out what do you call that? Butcher paper? Something like that. We got a we got a sturdy paper and fabric and magazines and and she helped me so much with this. You know, granted I was oh, at least 32 years old, but I felt like a a 15-year-old back in school, and what did I create? I created a book that complete, I mean, don't get me wrong, this was like a 14-page book, but still, a book that showed what my big fat dream was, and you know what it was? To be a retreat leader of luxury writing groups, uh-huh, 21 years later, guess what I'm doing? Yes, I am. And I'd love for you to come and join me. I have picked out a beautiful place. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty, I was almost afraid to go. Like, could it really be real? It's out northeast of Seattle, Washington in a town called We We have arranged for you to just arrive. And once you arrive at the writer's retreat, All these gourmet, gourmet. I guess that's gourmet and meal come together. Gourmet meals are taken care of for you. You you don't have to, you don't have to worry about a thing. It's all taken care of for you. You just let me know some preferences beforehand. It'll all happen. Your breakfast, your lunch, your nice lovely dinner with the whole group. There there will be about six of us, seven, eight nine, depends. And we're all there for the same reason. We want to not only get ready to write our our masterpiece, but we want to create not just story, but a real relationship with our spirit and that soul that is asking us to create it. But we are also congregating in this beautiful sanctuary to find out what it's really like to let your creative brain go when everything is taken care of for you. Because when you have the example of that, this has been my experience going on luxury retreats, when you have the example of what it's like to be cared for, you go home and you rearrange a lot of stuff so that can continue. And I have great ways of showing you how to do that. So would you like to join me? I have a special, since you are listening here to Story You Talk Radio. I have a basic price special and it's only available, like I said, because you show up here, whether it's live or listening to the podcast. So what you do is you write to me. You find me at... Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com. Ask Coach Debbie. Debbie is spelled D E B B Y. Ask Coach Debbie at gmail.com and, and just get right down to it. Say, I, I want to be at that retreat and I want the special because I listen to Story U Talk Radio. And I'll trust you. You don't have to, you know, send me cereal box tops or anything ridiculous like that. trust you. I'll know you heard about it here. And on our way we go. This is for the person who says to themselves, I really, 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 really dream about writing a book, but I got started and I don't know how to keep going. Or I never got started. Or I got stuck in the middle. Or I just don't even know how you lay it out. Or what about my messy life? Or all that other stuff that comes up when you think about it. Because remember, millions of authors and creators sat down to write and to paint and to create. And decades and centuries after they were gone, the work they created lived on. You know, good old Bill Shakespeare wasn't born yesterday. And most of us know who he is. And some of us suffered through classes all about his plays and tragedies. And, you know, if you had a rough relationship with William Shakespeare, I highly suggest the play Much Ado About Nothing. That thing is so fun. It just changed my world and my perspective about the idea that literature is hard. He had a great, great way of lightening up when he wanted to. And here we are, oh my goodness, a lot of years later, centuries later, and we're still reading him and all the people before him and many, many people after him. You're even following people right now, uh, like yours truly, who are going to live on because we're putting things down. We're putting things down in these podcasts. We're putting things down on paper. We're rushing our great work to the printer. We're self-publishing on our blogs. You know, I, I have no idea how many years I'll get to spend right here on this planet. But what I do know is that I've been working pretty hard. And there will be some people listening on and being inspired when I'm not here to do it live and you know what I'm good with that I'm really good with that I come here and I offer you my very best and I think I might as well call that my masterpiece for you why don't you do the same thing and create your masterpiece for everyone waiting to hear from you I'd love to be your coach and show you how I also want to just stop for a moment and just dedicate today's show to Rachel, who many of you know that I, I love to focus on the, the heroine's journey and the heroic journey. Rachel's being a real hero today, and she is showing up big time at the hospital, in the hospice, and she's really holding that energy so that everyone around can do and say their goodbyes and have Rachel to hug and to look to for strength. Now, that is a bit of a masterpiece right out of Rachel's life. And I just want to say, Rachel, you, you are a hero in your own right, and I've always known you to be, and my hat is off to you today. I am thinking about you. I am also thinking about some of my writers who are really, really forging ahead and claiming new territory for themselves. Rebecca has been doing amazing work about the story of, let's just say family, and she'll fill you in on the details later. Carolyn is doing wonderful work on a story about the right to be identified in any way you choose and she's she's done an amazing job telling the story of how her mother has came out in well it wasn't in the 1950s her her mother was very prominent in a very small town in the 1950s but she came out as a lesbian woman in a town where that was not popular not accepted not cool. And Carolyn has captured that story and it's amazing. It's amazing. And it will live on and on and on. There are others as well. I just want to encourage you, if you've been thinking about a book, think about the notion that your work, your work on that book is you creating a masterpiece. And I'd like to give you a a look into the window of how that is done. So what do you say you give me a call? I am down here at the radio station with Eric Ryder. We love taking your calls. Eric takes care of all this for me so I can keep talking to y'all while people come in on the lines. But I'd love to hear from you. So let's start by just turning over the mic to Mr. Eric Ryder, so we can find out what those phone numbers are. How you doing, Eric? Doing great. Uh, enjoying the beautiful weather we've got today, and uh, we would love to hear from the listeners, as you say, with questions for Debbie at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-5569. That's 888 888-298- 298 W. Oh, thank you, Eric. And you are right. Here we are in Seattle, and it's way in the 70s and sunny, and Mount Rainier is just doing its glorious show-off thing. And what a beautiful place we live in, eh? We're very lucky. Yes. I feel it all the time. Might even inspire you to write some words every now and again, right? Oh, I would say so. <laughs> yes, I would say so. I also want to invite you if you are in the Seattle area and you have created a book and you would like my eyes on it to see if you might be a good match to this show please reach out to me at askcoachdebbie that's askcoachdebbie at gmail.com and my name is spelled d-e-b-b-y Debbie at gmail.com. You don't have to be one of my clients to be someone who inspires me with your writing and is invited here to share your story. I do want to emphasize though what I really love to do is invite you to share your journey of writing your story. That's, it, it's not that I don't want to know about your book, of course I do, but I really, really, really want to know about your journey of creating your masterpiece. So I'd love to hear from you. Today, 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 I want you to think about the fact that long, long ago, there were these impressionist painters. And when they approached their canvas, they were in many, many rights, creating something masterful. But I also want you to think about this. They had one canvas, just one. When you go to the museums in France, and I was blown away by this, you see Impressionist paintings that, if you're like me, and you create stationery, they've been the size of you know, four by six inches as a note card. I have a favorite Renoir that uh, I've bought the note cards over and over and over again of this party that he is known for. Well, (laughs) you get on a plane, fly over to France, visit the museums, and that little four-by-six piece of stationery becomes alive because it takes up the entire wall. I, I mean, 17 people could stand side by side and hold hands, and that would be the width of that canvas. And it, it goes up quite high. I, I know it was way higher than my head, eight feet, nine feet. A lot of painters today are working with a smaller canvas. But just imagine if you had one canvas to share your whole story on, That's what the masters in Impressionist painting were doing. They were giving you an entire story for you to interpret and indulge in and enjoy. You writers creating books, you've got 80 pages, 100 pages, 300 pages, 500 pages. And don't you think that's enough space to get real masterful? I think it is. So what I want to help you with today is getting through some of those how to's and why to think about the questions, send them my way. We're just going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Hello, I'm Nathan Mum. Join me me and Mike Rodea as we host a weekly technology show that talks about technology for the everyday common person. We are a live radio program that airs Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you go to facebook.com forward slash tech time radio, youtube.com forward slash tech time radio, or twitch.tv forward slash tech time radio, you can catch us live Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. You can find us at all podcast services online from Apple to Google and everything in between. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. Guess what we're talking about today? We're not just talking about your book, but we are talking about the notion that writing your book is right up there with creating your masterpiece. Mm -hmm. So what is a masterpiece? what makes it memorable, and what allows it to live on and on and on long, long after we are able to live on. If you ask me, a masterpiece is touching the soul of the reader and the visitor. It is touching the heart And it is so understood by those of us that are reading and observing. Let's go back to Renoir, who we were talking about in the first part of the show. When I look at a painting by Renoir, one thing I notice is that he has this sense of what it's like to be fulfilled in your heart and to be content around people. It's this wonderful, wonderful painting. I I think it's called The Sailboat Party. And there's all these people in it. And it's festive. You can tell it's festive. And all these little tiny, tiny dots of color that create the many people and the different faces. But the masterpiece of this is that you can see the heart and the soul of the people but you also see the heart and soul of the story, the story that this is a celebration. All these people are and somehow connected, but they're, they're all unique. They're all individual, and they're living the life that we live on some level. The reason it's a masterpiece is because that classic beauty of story has lived on and on and on for centuries. That, that human condition, it doesn't change. We all desire that. We desire those loving celebrations where we're there and we're so content and we're surrounded by loved ones and we're sort of turning our head at moments away from the ones that intimidate us a bit. And we're crouching down to say hello to the little children. And we're smiling because the little puppy has walked up to us and we are petting the puppy. And we're, we're dazzled by the food on the table. And maybe there's a little young couple off in the, in the corner thinking no one's watching. Let's sneak a little kiss all this happening at the canvas that absorbs this whole celebration created by Renoir, his masterpiece, you're able to do the same thing. You're just thinking that since you don't know how, it won't happen. Well, Renoir and I never got to sit down and chat, but my guess is He would not have said to me, I was certain how I would create a masterpiece, and that's why I made that painting. I'm certain that he just wanted to create and capture a story. But here's what made it the masterpiece. He went for the heart, and he went for the soul. Every single person has that, the heart and the soul, and that's what lets us relate Even if you have never been at a huge celebration with many people you care about, your heart and soul relates to the feeling that you see conveyed through that masterpiece. Even if you've never been to France and you have no idea what it was like to live centuries ago, your heart and your soul has an experience of what it means to be a little fancy, and to feel a little indulgent, and to feel happy. And this is captured on those faces. The The amazing thing to me as well, just talking a minute more about the painting, is that it's made up of all these tiny little dots. If you get too close to it, if you try to analyze it too closely, you won't see the amazing image that you do see if you take a few steps back and you gather a true perspective of what's going on. Well, guess what, my friends? Same thing is true when you write your book. But here's what happens. You become overwhelmed with the fact that a book takes so many words. Words and dots of paint they're kind of similar it's so intentional you're so intentional with your words because you are shedding perspective on a huge story but if you go beyond being intentional if you go to that place where you're just sort of stuck being analytical it doesn't become a masterpiece the heart and the soul of what you're trying to produce doesn't happen because you are overly worried about every single last word. Now, I'm not saying don't be intentional and attentive to your art. Be intentional. Be attentive. Be a Renoir. But just like Renoir, decide at some point that this canvas is done. This canvas, in your case, as a writer, this canvas is going to print. This canvas, chapter by chapter, the one you created, could even show up as a little practice. I do this all the time. This is one of my secrets. I will take a little part of a chapter and I'll make it into a blog post. It's so easy. I really, it's one of the easiest things I do as a writer. I've already got my manuscript halfway done. I look over, I go, Ooh, kind of like what was going on there in chapter three. And I yank eight paragraphs out of chapter three. I mean, as part of my manuscript, I have permission to do this. And I slap it into a blog and I push publish and it's just done so fast. But you know, the times I've really suffered, and I haven't been able to get it posted into WordPress blog, and I, I haven't had the guts to press send, post. I, I, I have kind of rewritten some of those bonus those buttons on the website. They say, "Go for it." <laughs> the, the times when I just can't do it, it's because I'm overthinking all the words all the dots that make up a painting, all the words that make up a book. There are many times where I just thought, yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to look at this again. Or maybe a friend needs to look at it. Maybe I need more feedback. You know how your brain does that. Your brain forgets that your lovely words captured heart and soul and put it on paper. Put it on paper to share in some form. If a book sounds so big, try out a blog first. If a blog sounds weird, try out a podcast. You'll run right back to that blog. Let me tell you, you'll go real fast. If, uh, if a podcast sounds too big, try out a TED Talk. You'll go running back to that podcast real fast. There's always a way you can up-level and scare yourself more. But there's always a way that you can express yourself. And when you do, you find you can go further. I never ever would have written manuscripts if I didn't have first have the experience of writing essays, writing articles, writing short stories. In fact, if I have a masterpiece collection I'm going to just be really gutsy here and say this out loud. Maybe someday I'm going to regret this. But if if it's true that right now I have a masterpiece, you know what it is? It's my collection of what you call short shorts. Have you ever heard of that? This is a type of fiction writing where you're trying to capture the heart and soul. You're trying to capture the whole story in about page, page and a half, maybe two. It's a short, short. It's not just a short story. It's a short, short. But in that time, you are relating to the heart and soul of your readers. And they come into it feeling like they're, they're getting enough to continue to read. And they leave the story going, oh, or, aha, uh-huh. or, ooh, or, hmm they're, they're leaving with that identified experience. And you've only given it a page, a page and a half, maybe two pages. I think after that, you're not in a short short anymore. If I was to say I have a masterpiece right here, right now, it would be that manuscript. And by the way, it's not published I'm starting to talk myself into publish it <laughs> right here, right now, because you know what I did? I was so afraid of writing a book of fiction that instead of up-leveling and writing a book of fiction, I was about 28 years old, I decided, you know, those short shorts look easy. They look easy. I'm starting there. You know, I for crying out loud, you know, it's like 500 words. Anyone can do that. That's what I was thinking. But wow, what a gift I gave myself because I wasn't afraid anymore. I had decided, you know, creating fiction sounds way too big. So I'm just going to do this thing. And I'd go to writing groups and they were like, publish that. That's brilliant. And I'm like, well, I didn't really try. And they 'd say, "Well, well, whatever you're up to is working." and that that group, that community, that feedback, that relaxing into loving, doing short shorts, is what helped me up level and write fiction and write memoir and even decide to create podcasts which in a lot of ways is coming directly from what I have written. So, my friends, if right now the book just sounds hugely overwhelming, what could you assign to yourself to do right now, today, tomorrow, this week, this weekend? If you're living in Seattle, I want to invite you to take your notebook and go down to the water, get in the mountains, or... If you do it this way, go to Starbucks and write something. Write something that in your mind is just kind of easy. It's not that hard. And then look at it and go, wow, <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote that. Why don't you think about sharing it with someone? I'll invite you to share it with me. Uh huh. Yes, you can share it with me. You just send it to Ask Coach Debbie. That's D-E-B-B-Y, Debbie at gmail.com. I would love to read what you're writing. And you know what? If you ask, but I'm not going to do it unless you ask. If you ask me if this is book material, I will engage in a conversation with you. Because I, I can give you the easy yes or no answer, but I would love to start a conversation with you and let you know, yes, this is book material and why, or no, this is not yet book material and what you might think about. I'd love to have that conversation, but you got you to gotta promise you right back. Conversations aren't one-way streets. So you take that on. You take that assignment on. You know, I was a professor of writing for a couple decades, so I'm real good at giving assignments. But I'm also really good at following up because assignments, uh, they work out well when you're accountable. Speaking of which, I just remembered, not only do I want to help you create your manuscript, but I want to help you take the steps to doing that. And I'm creating a accountability group. I want to thank Victoria Long for starting us down this path. She might take over this, probably will take over this. But for now, I am offering a $79 accountability feedback shared writing group. We meet on Facebook. I just said that in the present tense, but it's, it's actually coming up next week. We meet, we will meet on Facebook. And I have a little group that we're doing it in so it's just us that see it. If you've never been involved in a Facebook group, all the other people on Facebook can't see you. Only, only the people in your group can see you and it'll be small. It'll be just an intimate handful of us and this is a place where you'll get to see excerpts of other people that are trying out the writing process. You'll get to see some of my writing you'll get to learn how to give quality feedback. If you ask for it, you will also receive feedback, also high-quality feedback. And I will hold you accountable to doing your writing. I think it's one of the hardest things to establish as a writer, and that is a writing practice. But if you have a masterpiece in your future, if your book is in your future, and you know what? Your future could be within the confines of this year. It doesn't have to take 20 years to write a book. I've done that, but you can do it in a much, much shorter period of time. If that's for you, again, reach out. I'll say it again. Debbie at gmail.com. D-E-B-B-Y. Debbie at gmail.com, or send me a little note in messenger, and we'll get you hooked up. I'd love to have you in the writing group. I am just going to suggest that this not be the first time ever in your whole life that you have written some story, poem, essay, something, that you have done a few before, so that you feel some confidence that It's time to share. Just like Renoir, those masterpieces in the Louvre in uh, Paris, France. They live on and on and on and on, but they were not his first paintings. No, no. But they were, they were on one canvas, his expression, and they have gone on to be masterpiece. There's no reason why you cannot be a creator of masterpiece as well. Think on that. Maybe send me a little note or a question or a comment. We have one more break, but we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150, raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio, and we are talking today about your book, because when you can see the whole picture of your story, you're in the throes of creating a masterpiece. I think one of the reasons people don't start with their books is because they can only see parts of it. And this is where I come in real handy as your writing coach. When you talk about your story, I can see much more than you can. And I love to shed perspective on that and get you going into writing your book. We've got a great question here from Scott that I'm going to move to. I want to also tell you that the great stories... Follow a similar map. The great stories have, I think, a heroic journey going on. So just just think about some of those movies you've loved, you know, Star Wars and The Matrix. And I loved as a child The Wizard of Oz and I find out every time it's going through reruns that I still love it. There's this incredible journey that the characters go through. Now think for a moment, because Star Wars and The Wizard of Oz are so different. Dorothy and Luke Skywalker are very, 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 very different. But Dorothy and Luke Skywalker were both following a similar mapped out path to their own understanding of their heart and their soul. Now, that's a hard thing to understand as a writer at times, and and this is why it can be so, so good to get help with it. But all characters that are really masterful have had some sort of experience, and the experience has changed them. The experience has led them through adventure, through getting help, through being completely stuck or abandoned. It has also made them see that they were more capable than they ever thought. And in many, many cases, the heroic journey has pushed someone into their purpose or their calling. I mean, it might not look like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz really had a calling, but she was showing these three characters how to find their way back to their courage and their heart and their brains, their souls. She was helping them. She was sort of the ringleader in this. And her purpose was really shown through the mentors and the enemies that she encountered. So when you are creating your masterpiece, it is often very, very important to find a mapped out inspiration that had effect on you when you were reading stories and even creating your own shorter stories. For me, I love the hero's journey. You might love thrillers. That might be the map that you follow. Some people love romance, and there's a lot of heroic journey embedded in that, but still, that's a certain way of writing. It's important to start to identify what it is you want to share. I have more to say about that, but I want to go here to Scott's question, and thank you, Scott, for writing in. I also want to say Scott has made the decision to join the accountability group on Facebook, and he and I and Victoria and others would love to meet you there if it speaks to you. Scott says that he is enjoying this topic about creating the masterpiece, touching the heart and soul of the reader He says, what I have found is that when I get positive feedback from the readers, it's because they have indeed been touched in their heart and their soul. And the way that I do this is not by trying to touch heart and souls, not as much. I write in a way that touches my own heart and soul with the confidence that it's touching me it also reaches others. I would love it if you would share, if you would shed some light on the way to writing a masterpiece. Okay, great. You know, another thing that I think is so important, Scott and everyone else listening, is you, you must love what you're writing about in order to really offer a masterpiece. So for example, someone came to me and asked about how to put together this story. And it just, it felt creepy and wrong. And I, I said to her, you know, your story is really full of this desire for revenge. Are you aware of that? And, and she said, oh yeah, it's the whole reason. It's the whole reason I'm knocking myself out to get this book done, you know. My my perpetrator that I'm writing about uh, needs to pay. This needs to be exposed. And what I shared with her was that I help people that really want to create that masterpiece, that story that touches heart and souls. And while I'm sure there's going to be parts of her story that do. The, the real intention of her story was payback. When you have resentment going on, you're, you're getting far, far, far from your purpose. But when you can tap into what you loved, your own heart, your own story, even Even if what you went through was agonizing. And in her case, it was. Even if what you went through left you bankrupt. And in her case, it was. Even if some of the people in the story, you'd put their eyes out if you could. And I, I learned from her talking to me, this was one of her desires. Even if that's how you have felt, Creating a masterpiece happens when you work on your own life story so that you get into that place where your heart is touched, your soul is touched. And just like you said, Scott, you're not trying so hard to be a great writer. You're simply committed to sharing what is on your heart and soul. When you've done that personal work, when you've looked at a situation and you've been in the feelings and emotions of the situation, and you can now sort of place yourself metaphorically out there on the moon, and you can look back to the story, you can kind of watch it play out again, and you can see the heart and soul of it, you're setting yourself up to write a manuscript. Because the yuckiness, the yuckiness, the bad feelings, they're not ruling your planet. They're not shoving you forward so that you can be shoving towards someone else. There, there's books and books out there where someone is literally attending to harm as opposed to attending bringing good into the world. And those are not the masterpieces. They might be memorable and they might even award the author many, many dollars. But if you want to create a masterpiece and you want to be remembered that way, you're going into your own heart and soul and you're realizing that it's just like everyone else's heart and soul. If your story touches you, if you love your story, it will touch others. And may I say, many, many more people beyond you and those you could imagine right now. We, we live in a culture, too, don't forget, where binging on story is acceptable. And usually that's by way of, you know, TV series or even some people binge on, on writing series. There was a popular vampire series that I, I knew some people that just, they couldn't wait for the next one. And I remember my mom, she followed a mystery series. Uh, I think it was Agatha Christie. And my sister-in-law followed Sue Grafton's Mystery series and and there were twenty six books I believe, uh, all starting with a letter of the alphabet and people were on the edge of their seat. Now Sue Grafton, she will be remembered definitely as a fun fan writer of mystery. But when we talk about the masterpiece, we're talking about that museum quality work. And I'm not saying she won't make it. And I'm not saying she can't make it. But I am saying that I know the ones that do make it, they came right out of your heart and they came right out of your soul. Just for a moment, think about the stories that you have watched, such as any Netflix or any wonderful movies where the values touched you so deeply. I watched a miniseries called Parenthood uh, that starred Lauren Graham and many others. And uh, I was just on the edge of my seat because that was all about family values. Talk about heart and soul. I also loved, loved the BBC version of Merlin. Completely a fantastic and uh, story of sorcery, but yet absolutely believable. I would say a masterpiece because it definitely, definitely went into the heart and soul of the characters and played out a very heroic journey for King Arthur and Guinevere one that we can all relate to even if we're not living in royalty. And I'd go so far to say especially if we're not living in royalty because at the core of these people is their heart and their soul. My guess is I have awoken your taste buds for creating a masterpiece today and that you want to go further. That was my intention. I am offering a luxury writer's retreat in Northeast Seattle, August 19 and 20. If you want to extend it for just a little while longer, or if you want to bring your bestie, or if you want to bring your honey, or if you want to bring, maybe you and your mom are writing a book together. Hmm. There are so many ways that we can make this the trip you desire. Just get in touch with me at askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. I am offering this retreat to writers who love the idea of envisioning a masterpiece. Because really, it is it is the vision of love and and heart and soul that gets you in your groove. It's not, it's not the burden of I have to write a book. It's not the fear of what will they think of me. It's not the chore of I need to produce so many words today. Mm -mm. That's, that's not the energy of creating a masterpiece. I want to show you in our beautiful sanctuary how you work with story and your own spirit and you, you luxurate in the retreat in a beautiful sanctuary so that you can go back home and create whatever it is you need to do to start working on your masterpiece. And for some, what they realize is this home is not my sanctuary. But right around the corner, there is one. Or all through the summer, there is an opportunity. That's where I started. And that's where I continue to go. I have built a sanctuary that feels so good in the West Seattle area. And when the world opens up just a little bit more, I will be offering memoir retreats there, one-day retreats. Until then, I have this luxury writing retreat, August 19 and 20. And if you want to learn more about writing your masterpiece, I encourage you to come right here every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern, or at your convenience, just fire up your favorite podcast platform, and listen to Story You Talk Radio. That's all for today. I'll meet you back here next week. And until then, namaste, my friends.